0: This is the Alchemy of Art podcast, episode 67, The Art of Masks. A quote of the day is by Oscar Wilde. He said, "Man is least himself when he talks in his own person. Give him a mask and he will tell you the truth." Hello everyone, the purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives. Alchemy is the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Whether you are a painter, a sculptor, a baker, or a gardener, or a poet, every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. I am an artist. I assign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and The Alchemy of Art Stories for the Classroom. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists. And that morphed into artist interviews. And now we've expanded our topic (laughs) of discussion to include ways everyone, um, not just visual artists, maybe even cats that are meowing behind me, can harness their creative energy. I don't know that that cat could be creative, but, you know, he can creatively get in my space, um, which he does sometimes. (laughs) Um, Announcements. So if you would like to receive inspiring artwork and updates on my juicy new projects um, sent straight to your inbox, you want to visit my website, which is studioalchemy.art and sign up for my art newsletter. And I just created a new free mini lecture that's called Seven Secrets to Finding Your Creative Voice. So if hearing that lecture is of interest to you, then you want to sign up for my newsletter and it will be sent to you. And that's studioalchemy.art. Um, since we can't currently have uh, in-person classes at my art studio in Indianapolis, I've created some fresh new online classes, such as Creative Art Journaling, Inspiring Art and writing prompts to help you find balance in times of transition, and I did create creative art journaling. <laughs> I did create creative art journaling specifically during this time of um, of COVID nineteen and you know and being quarantined, and to, uh, to raise questions, um, to help you think about what you're gonna do after the transition time is over, and um, and it's filled with lots of art prompts to help guide you on your path so uh now let's get on with our topic of the day which is masks and i have a special guest uh, guest star can i call you a guest star no uh I, I have a a guest artist on today whose name is brad severance and brad is a poet and his uh website is bradseverance.com. Uh, last january um, Brad and I did this really cool collaborative thing where we, we took poems that were written by other people, and each day, he wrote a poem in response to the famous poetry, and I created a painting in response to that famous poem. So um, we called it the Poetry Painting Project. And if you're interested in that, you can go to bradseverance.com and look at the blog and and in the January of this past year, and you'll see all of those there. It was a really fun project. We're going to turn it into a book. We're um, slowly but surely doing that. Um, but I wanted to uh, have Brad come on today specifically to talk about masks because I thought it'd be fun to chat with him. And um, he wrote a poem last year that is relevant. So. Uh, Would you like to read your poem, Bradley?
1: Uh, Sure. Yes, I would. I hope it's on here. Oh, yes. (coughs) (laughs) Of course
0: it's on there. Don't you have faith in me? (laughs) I do.
1: (laughs) Okay. uh, This poem is called, I Hear You. I hear you. Do you hear me? My lament and my devotion? You are breathless and nocturnal in a room next to mine. Before the valley door towers the guard of Janus, he divides our worlds two from one. But I am an owl, and I am a hawk, and I am a bird of love, I am a fire liminal, no mask shall come between us. You need not knock, I am a sail against the western wind, we are one heart, one face, one winged love that does the gate unhinge.
0: nice so i had a lot of favorite lines from this poem um i love the image of janice who of course is the what is it greek mythology in greek Uh, mythology oh roman thank you the character who has a face that turns to the past that's young and a face that turns the opposite direction that um looking to the future and that's old and um, this is from that character we get the name of the month January so um, I love this idea of Janice standing there at the door with their two faces and then the world being divided by that and and then you have that line no masks shall come between us and I love this line so much that I put it up on the beam um, in my art studio with wood letters, um, so it is a permanent fixture in the studio. And what's funny is that so Brad wrote this poem June twenty eighth, twenty nineteen, and I put the "No master will come between us" um, on the beam last September, maybe. And, um, so, and now what with coronavirus, like masks are just on everybody's mind. So I'm thinking once, <laughs> once we open back up and then I give people the tour and tell them I'm going to have to say this poem and I, and it was written before the coronavirus, but you know, it's certainly apt. And, uh, so what are your thoughts Bradley on that line? No mask shall come between us, um, or anything about the poem that, you think it would be fun to riff on <laughs> <laughs>
1: well um so janus you pronounce it janus but maybe and maybe it might be janus i'm not sure um
0: you could ask the ancient roman people yeah go go back in time with a time machine and and ask them
1: sounds like a good yeah, idea yeah we should do it. well so this uh, this the this idea uh this god Janus, um, having two faces. Um, so, uh, in my little fun facts, um, I describe the fact that Janus is a liminal deity, uh, which means he presides over thresholds, gates, or doorways. So that's why, for example, January is named after Janus because January is the, the crossroads between the, the previous year and the next year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that idea. Also, I think when two people are in love um, and when they're falling in love, um, I think that those individuals will ultimately shed their masks. I think we have, uh, we wear masks in, in all. Forms um, in all sorts of situations. And uh, as you know, and we've talked about uh, the word personality and persona, for example, uh, are based on a Greek root, which means mask. Um, And so when two people fall in love, you know, they'll start by presenting their best selves, if you will. They wear a mask, we all do it. Um, But as you learn about that person and become more intimate with that person uh you eventually shed you tear you tear those masks off and
0: uh sometimes you don't like what you see
1: (laughs) well um or sometimes you do yeah having some memories you
0: know oh i see i see yeah
1: i think that's the um i think that is the process of learning about somebody um uh and i think true love in its truest form is from one essence to another if you will um and there's no room for masks i think in that most energetic and intense love um mm-hmm. so no mask shall come between us is in a sense saying hey We're going to drop all the bullshit and be our true selves as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think there is, um, that can feel uh, daunting um, because you're displaying to another person your real self. And that can be, um, you know, that can be, it can be hard um, because it makes us vulnerable. Uh, uh, yeah um, mm-hmm. so but there's also it's also amazingly invigorating too uh, because once you let your guard down if you will you, you tear off the masks and you show yourself to another person as completely as you can um, there it's kind of like you're you're being recognized by somebody outside yourself. And being recognized and having your true self recognized is really empowering.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. So, you know, obviously the topic of the day, masks, is inspired by here we are during coronavirus time and, you know, we in Indianapolis, Indiana, are supposed to wear the mask, a mask, every time we go out, especially if we're going into a store and whatnot. And I don't want to spend all of our time talking about that because there's so many other mask things. So, like I've got, found all these cool things from literature and so on and so forth to think about. But um, I don't know what to say about the the masks except for I mean, it's been strange. I feel like I'm getting used to it. Um, I've certainly had some moments where like, people were talking to me and I couldn't hear them or um, and sometimes it's just funny because now people are getting very creative and artistic with their masks. The funniest one I personally have seen was just it was like a flag so it was uh, the american flag and then you know the person had like an american flag hat on and they were dressed all red white and blue and and it was the 4th of july but it was it was just they really did it upright. right you know <laughs> so i don't know if you have any thoughts about about that
1: um, well i think there's some interesting food for thought if you think about the fact that when you wear a mask it's more difficult to communicate mhm so that, oh. there might be some some metaphor metaphorical content in that.
0: Uh yeah, so maybe we should pull in um thoughts about Carl Jung. So I I grabbed some quotes about that guy. Can you explain for our listeners, Bradley, who Carl Jung was briefly and the persona as a mask? Uh
1: yeah, sure. Uh well, I mean, Carl Jung obviously was a famous uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, a, st- a student of Sigmund Freud. Um, ultimately, uh, he developed his own psychology, his own ideas, based in part on Freud, but also by based on his own um, uh, experiments, his own uh, learning and experience. And uh, and his ideas have endured for, well, since since after his death into his, into the present day. There are Jungian analysts um, even now. Uh, not so much Freud analysts, but there are some Freudian analysts. Um, so Carl Jung, yeah, uh, very influential um, in the development of uh, the, the uh, science of psychology as we know it today. And the uh, one of his ideas uh, is the idea of the persona, um, and the persona is like a mask. It is uh, a way of interfacing, if you will, with um, society with other people. Um, we we have multiple personas uh, depending on who we're talking with and who we're. Uh, interacting with you know we might have a persona that we use for our family we might have a persona that we use for our loved ones uh, a persona that we use for work etc uh, etc et and in some ways this is a good thing and but it can also be a bad thing too because if you identify too fully with your persona you might think that it represents what's really you and usually it's not um, mm-hmm. Uh, A good example might be somebody who overvalues their work, for example, Mm. um, and becomes totally identified with whatever it is that they're doing, selling vacuum cleaners, um, and then losing sight of their true selves. Mm. Um, And you see this all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Or um, I've seen where someone overly identifies with the role of the artist, and then you know, they kind of lose sight of why the art's important because it's it's more just, well, I am an artiste, you know, it's this important part of their ego that um, then it can just be, it can become all-consuming in a way that they lose sight of what it was they actually loved about artwork in the beginning. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Um. Yeah, yeah, or you know, I've I've seen some folks who were they just could not retire because they identified so much with their their work that it was like, well, if I don't have a job, then I'm nobody. Mm. You know, and it's, of course it's that it, it, it doesn't it's crossing into the line of not healthy, I think, when it, um people become too overly attached to those um outward facades Mm -hmm. outward roles that we play that are not the inner person Mm. who you actually are underneath all of that yeah so here's one quote that I pulled from Carl Jung this is from the archetypes and the collective unconscious book the mirror does not flatter it faithfully shows whatever looks into it namely the face we never show to the world Because we cover it with the persona, the mask of the actor. So obviously, you know, what he's saying here is that the persona is this facade that's an act. It's not the true self. It's the true self is hidden underneath it. And, you know, we don't, none of us want to be inauthentic, right? Um, But I do think sometimes it's fun to wear a mask a literal mask um you know certainly halloween masks come to mind of which i've had several people say that they are going to um be making coronavirus slash halloween masks (laughs) um which is clever of course um and you know i think of mardi gras masks so this one day of the year you can wear this mask and then go totally crazy and do things that you probably wouldn't do if it wasn't that day and you weren't wearing the mask. Your thoughts, Bradley?
1: Mm, yeah. Um. <laughs> are you just distracted by your cat? <laughs> uh, I was a little distracted.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think personas are a two-sided coin. Okay. They they, they're, they protect us, but they can also inhibit us. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so you want to be wary of them and you want to know when you're wearing a mask and when you're not. Mm -hmm. And, um, sometimes people don't actually know that what they're doing is, uh, uh, presenting them, presenting a mask and not their
0: Mm. real selves. Unless it's Halloween.
1: Unless it's Halloween. Yeah.
0: Or they're very confused and it's Halloween.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, a mask, uh, you know, like you said, the Mardi Gras mask and the Halloween masks, um, maybe that's a way of of presenting a wilder part of our nature that we can't normally present to the world.
0: Right. You know, I'm suddenly reminded, maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but you know how I like to stretch such things. Um, so a few weeks ago, you, Bradley, were um, on the interstate at, you know... 10 o'clock on a Friday night and then these people drove their cars um, really wildly and then they basically stopped traffic on the interstate and did circles round and round and they were screaming something and you don't weren't really sure what they were saying and then they all of a sudden drove on. Am I telling your story well enough?
1: That's pretty accurate, yes. Okay.
0: So my thought is that when these people who did this wild, crazy act were driving down the road and they did this thing. They're behind the mask of their car. You know, it's not like Mm. you're right in front of them. um, Like you're in a line at the grocery store where you really can look people in the eye or something like that. Mm. I mean, it's sometimes road rage and, and all that I I think can be exacerbated by the fact that there's a distance between you and the other people. So, I'm maybe it's a stretch. maybe i I'm just, but I just think that sometimes people can be a little more wild if there is some sort of a a distancing element that's mask like. Um, another example might be that, you know, online, people might say something on social media, they'll type something that they wouldn't normally say, especially if they have a fake persona. you know they have a fake, profile or whatever and they they just can just talk smack and say all kinds of stuff that they would not say to that person's face because they safely behind the facade of the computer or the car yeah
1: well um i i would take maybe an opposite view in the sense that perhaps the anonymity of being in a car or being just a bunch of ones and zeros on the computer that perhaps these aggressive outbursts are taking off a mask.
0: Oh, that that's more authentic.
1: Well, I I would say maybe people are showing a part of them a part of uh, an uglier part of themselves. Oh, the shadow. The shadow, if you, you will. You
0: want to explain the shadow?
1: Uh well, the shadow, well, this yeah, the shadow is a uh, Jungian term. Um uh the uh, dark forces of our unconscious. Uh in in Freudian terminology, this would be the uh, a dark cauldron of aggressive excitations, that rule, the the rules of society uh, basically keep imprisoned, and then they come out in odd ways, like road rage, or like uh, s- saying awful things on the internet because nobody actually knows that you're the person doing it. So maybe people are taking off their masks when they're doing these sorts of things and revealing some not-too-healthy uh, parts of themselves.
0: Oh, Wow, well, that's confusing, but I get it. I think I get it. Um, Interesting. And I also wanted to bring up the idea that when we create artwork of any form, if you're doing really good authentic work, it's not a mask. It is It is showing the inner side of yourself that perhaps you can't say with words if it's a painting or perhaps you can say it more eloquently with a poem than you could just saying something to somebody's face. And so it can help you break down the persona barrier and and express what you want to express. Okay. So what about the Phantom of the Opera? You know, here you have a character who he writes music he has a lot to say. He's very passionate. He loves this woman, although I'd question how healthy his love is. But the, you know, we don't have to get into the weirdness of that play. But um, but then he uses both his music and then coming out into the light of day, but wearing the mask in order to show this woman his himself. Mm-hmm.
1: But he's also hiding himself, too.
0: He is hiding. So it oh. serves
1: two purposes. It serves both to hide and to show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hide a part of himself, but also to show another part of himself.
0: Mm. Yep. because now he could be more confident. Okay, but let's go back to that Oscar Wilde quote that I started with at the beginning. Man is least himself when he talks in his own person. Give him a mask and he will tell you the truth. I think that's... Uh, reiterating that idea that we're having behind that Phantom of the Opera character that sometimes when someone has a mask, they can be more authentic and true. And they can express themselves better or...
1: Yeah, I would say that. Well And of course this is typical of Oscar Wilde that he takes what seems to be a virtue and then flips it around. Right. <laughs> so... In some ways, it's... I mean, I think he's being a little playful. But but there's also some truth to this, that you can see what a person is because of the mask he, he or she chooses to wear.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another quote by Oscar Wilde, of course, very famous, is a mask tells us more than the face. So whatever that mask is, whether it's a persona, um, a little... Roll mask that they're hiding behind or whatever. It's showing the shadow side or what else could it possibly be showing us?
1: Well, um, showing us what perhaps the person is trying to hide. Mm. The, the mask might be an indication of what that is. Mm. So if a person wears this mask of, oh, I'm such a strong guy, I'm or so, I'm so in command, for example. That's just a mask, and it might be actually hiding the fact that they feel uh, helpless or, or weak. Mm. That can be true for a lot of different things, I suppose.
0: Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about this quote? Haha. This was said by Banksy, who is, of course, the... Um, Currently famous uh, graffiti artist who does you know lots of work that's very political and shocking and exciting. Um, So Banksy said, "If you want to say something and have people listen, then you have to wear a mask. If you want to be honest, then you have to live a lie," which I just find really interesting. I mean, certainly Banksy the character of Banksy is a very secretive person. We don't know who he actually is. I've had some friends argue that, oh, it's actually a group of people, not just one. Um, you know, when you see Banksy interviewed, they have a, a blackout over his face. Um, and, you know, certainly as a graffiti artist, he's traditionally gone and done things late at night, on the sly, super sneaky, and... So no one's there when he's doing it. Your thoughts on the Banksy quote?
1: Um, Well, you know, um, certainly you could see how a person like him would say that given the way he does art and the way he popularizes it. Uh, But I would say that that's not the case for everyone, certainly.
0: Okay. Is that not the case for you?
1: I would say no, and I would say for a lot of artists, that's probably not true. i think mm. I think a lot of art tries to get to the heart and truth of the matter. Um, so but there's it takes all kinds to make the world go around, so <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying that okay. This is coming from his well of experience.
0: So you don't, so is it just because it's graffiti that you're saying this? Because, you know, graffiti has been around for a very long time. In fact, it's a. I'm throw out a little factoid. It's a very old Italian word that means to scratch. Graffiti means to scratch. So originally the first graffiti um, well was scratches in stone on the side of buildings. So is there something about this quote that, you know, say 2000 years ago, the Romans, like they would not have said this. So no ancient Romans would have said, if you want to say something and have people listen, then ha- you have to wear a mask. If you want to be honest, then you have to live a lie. So do you think there, that this is a very new idea or, um because I certainly, I would agree that it's not everybody would this work for. And, and, that if if I'm just here, yeah, here I am sharing you my artwork. I'm not wearing a mask. This is just me. I don't think that means that that nobody's gonna listen unless I wear that mask.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, well,
1: I um, just feel like if you want to be honest, then you have to live a lie. I mean, if you look at what he does, and well, first of all. He lives a lie in a way, right? Nobody mm-hmm. knows who he really is. That's somewhat dishonest mm-hmm. in, in a sense. I'm not saying he's a dishonest or bad person by, by, by any means. All I'm saying is that the way he popularizes his art is in some way a bit of a lie because he's not him, his true self. We don't even know who Banksy is. Mm -hmm. so for him this quote makes perfect sense because it it is in fact would would he be as popular would people um flock to his work if they basically just knew who he was
0: yeah i i do think that there is a very smart phenomenon going on here and that he's gotten a ton of attention by being mysterious and i have questioned you know would he be half as famous if we just knew his name was Joe Smith or whatever, and he lives in Liverpool or whatever? Like, like you know, if we knew those specifics, maybe you'd never have heard of him. So maybe that's really smart. But that's... I, th- I got to think that gimmicky things like that aren't really going to stand the test of time. I like a lot of Banksy's work because I like the work itself, I think. I don't think it's just because of the the excitement of we don't know who he is what about this part so he says if you want to say something and have people listen then you have to wear a mask um and have people listen i i mean that would just be it's just very sad idea to me that nobody's going to listen to you unless you are gimmicky and mysterious and and all of that. Um, and, but the fact is, is like most people can't be that mysterious. I mean, there's tons of other artists who were not that mysterious. We know exactly who Picasso was and his whole life and whatever. It doesn't mean that nobody listened to him. Makes sense? Uh, yeah.
1: Well, uh, as you know, I w- recently listened to a podcast, uh, an interview with Mary Oliver, mm, um, the poet. The, yeah. Yeah. And I would say that she is diametrically opposite to this idea. Mm. Um she would say that the more honest you are, the more likely it is that people will listen to you. Uh mm. but I think it depends on a lot of things and what you're trying to say and what you're trying to and who you're trying to connect with. Mm. Some people want honesty and I think being honest is the best way to connect to those people. But the world is a complex and big place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. The world is a complex and big place. So some final just questions to ask yourself, you, the audience, you know are you are you masking things in your life? Are you masking your true feelings either literally, as in you're just not showing something, you ha- you're hiding behind a computer, you're hiding behind something else, or the idea of Carl Jung's persona, you have this facade, this act that you're putting on, and how can you shed that act and shed that mask if it's something that really needs to happen in order to get to your authentic self. Questions to ask yourself. Thoughts to ponder. So this concludes the Alchemy of Art podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.